sick tonight, if she isn't here or if he isn't here, it's because one of them's sick. And they're so faithful, and we appreciate it. We're going to have an ordination service for him. The church has elected him to be our deacon. He has been ordained in the gospel ministry. And you say, why would you ordain him as deacon? Because God calls preachers, and the church calls deacons, each local church. In fact, if someone comes to you in uh, our church and they've been ordained at another church, as a deacon, we if if you select him as a deacon, we ordain him too. Why? It's uh, it'll be in the message tonight, perhaps. But anyway, uh, we're so honored. And Brother Gunn is going to preach the charge to the um, to Brother Ford, and I'll be doing a, a charge a challenge to the congregation after that. Tonight, if you have your Bibles, let's turn to uh, 1 Timothy chapter number 3. First Timothy chapter number 3. Very familiar text tonight, and we'll be re- uh, reading... 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 8. The Bible says, Likewise, must the deacons be grave, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy of filthy lucre, holding the mystery of faith in a pure conscience. Let these also First be proved, then let him use the office of a deacon being found blameless. Even so, their wives must be grave, not slanders, sober, faithful in all things. Let the deacons be the husband of one wife, ruling their children and their own houses well. For they that have used the office of a deacon well purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in Christ Jesus. In these things I write unto thee, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtst to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Father, tonight we want to thank you for the word, this opportunity. Thank you for this church, Lord, and their discernment. And Brother Art, Father, and his desire to serve and to help. We love you and we bless you. And I pray, Father, tonight... We can look to you in all things. Have preeminence. Help us tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Paul, as we read here, is writing to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter number 3. And Paul lists qualifications of a deacon. Concerning uh, a deacon, Paul lists seven qualifications concerning the man, these characteristics of a man that is to be chosen or sought out among the people. Paul, let me say, moreover, God is more concerned, he's more interested with the internal quality and characteristics of a man than he is the outward appearance or the outward influence or the outward uh, image he has on society. Paul here, he's telling Timothy, this man that's going to serve as a deacon, he must be grave. He must be reverent. He must be one that shows respect to God and one that shows respect 
toward man. He said this man also must not be double-tongued. He must speak truth the first time, not a backbiter or gossiper. We find this man must not be given to much wine. Not only a drunkard, I believe Paul's referring to, but I think it's an idea of having self-control. This man must have self-control on the uh, surrounding fleshly desires one has. Then he says he must uh, not be greedy of filthy lucre, of, of money. We know the love of money is the root of all evil. Then he goes on to say that this man must be uh, have one wife ruling his own children and household well. Holding the mystery... The hidden truth of the faith, the, 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 the faith in pure conscience, holding and adhering to the right doctrine through the love and the sincerity he has to his Lord and Savior. He said, This man, this, this deacon, the decane, the Greek, this servant, this one that is to, to wait on, one that's supposed to serve, he's saying, If he does these things, he said, For he that used the office of a deacon, well, Purchased. He's obtained to themselves a good degree, a good work, a, a good report, one that will be well regarded and one that's going to be well respected. Let me say that God, God remembers faithful service. Service and tasks that may be minuscule to me or to you I believe God holds them in high regard and high esteem when it comes to his very children. Paul saying uh, to him, he's purchased to himself a good degree and great boldness in the faith of Jesus Christ. But before Paul ever writes these qualifications to Timothy, before he writes to Timothy and tells Timothy what to look for, for in a deacon and a man, these qualifications, before all that takes place, there was a problem in the church. The early church, this was a good problem to have. The early church, God was moving. God was saving. God was adding to the body of Christ. People were repenting and getting right. Peter had just preached the day of Pentecost. Some 3,000 souls are saved and added to the church. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people are coming to Christ, and they're in the body of Christ. However, there was a problem that some were being neglected. The widows were being neglected. They were being overlooked in the daily administration. Uh, we think that it was in the giving out and passing out food. It talks about serving tables. It possibly could have been the money changers as the church takes up the funds to help the needy, to help the widows. They wasn't getting that funds for their daily task and their daily essentials and their daily living needs. Thousands and thousands and thousands of people are coming to, to know Christ and being a part of the body of Christ. And people are being neglected. And the twelve, the twelve disciples, they tell the multitude, they said to pick out, to choose, to seek out seven men. These men must be of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, and of wisdom. These men in Acts chapter number 6 doesn't say they were deacons. That doesn't say they were the, uh, they held the office of a deacon. But I believe it implies that these seven men were the first record of a New Testament church deacon. 
But before these seven qualifications Paul gives to Timothy, we find in Acts chapter 6, there's three things that precede these qualifications. This man must be honest report, full of the Holy Ghost, and of wisdom. Could the multitude, these thousands and thousands of people, actually tell if a man was full of the Holy Ghost? Oh, yes. Just like you and I can tell tonight if a man is full of the Holy Ghost. If a man, a man is either carnally minded, a man either, or is, is spiritually minded. He either is walking after the flesh or he's walking after the Spirit. And let me say tonight, uh, known to other brother Art, but to the church as a whole, that should be each and every one of our desires tonight, to be one that is full of the Holy Ghost. If you've been saved and born again, you have God living inside of you. That's the God, the Holy Ghost, the indwelling Spirit of God that will never change. No, never, no, never, no, never. But being full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, our, our relationship won't, or a relationship will never change, but our fellowship can change. Being full of the Holy Ghost, being God-led. And, and, and spiritually minded and walking after the Spirit is something we all, all should desire. Brother Art, the multitude in that day found seven men that was full of the Holy Ghost, honest and full of wisdom. That's what this multitude has found in you. And to serve this people, to serve this congregation well, as Timothy said, we're going to have to be full of the Holy Ghost. Brother Art, you've been in this thing much longer than I have. You have more knowledge and you have more wisdom and you have more experience. But tonight I've been asked to give the charge. And I want to give you three simple things. Number one, I want to charge you to love Jesus. To show your love to Jesus Christ every day. To be more like Him in your thoughts, in your words, and in your actions. The first the first missionary from America, Adonai Judson, a Baptist missionary, for 40 years before he died there on, uh, in India and in Burma, was, was serving, was winning people to Christ. A reporter asked him about what he thought that the people were saying or comparing him to the Apostle Paul. And his, this was his reply. If that be true, I'm sorry. I do not want to be like Paul. I want to be like Jesus. Love Jesus. Long to be like Him. A strive every day for Christ's likeness. That's the continual improvement you've been pre preaching about. To love Jesus. Number two, Brother Art, not only to love Jesus, but I want to charge you to love His church. The early church. Those Grecians, they were murmuring to the Hebrews. These men were murmuring, they were complaining, there was, there was uh, bitterness amongst the, the, the crowd, and these men full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom, they were given to combat that problem and to be the answer to that problem. How were they going to do it? They were going to love the church. They were going to uh, uh, preserve unity and harmony through love and through service. Let me say, church, our church will never grow God will never move. The Holy, or, uh, the Holy Spirit will be grieved where unity and where harmony is absent. 
the early church were being added. People were being saved. God was moving. God was saving. And in Acts chapter 2, 46, the Bible says, they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread house to house. What happened? The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The day of Pentecost, God's moving. Got people, people, Peter is preaching. People are getting saved. And the Bible says they were in one accord and in one place. Preserve unity through love and through service. Church, let me say tonight, if there's something between you and a brother or a sister in Christ, make it right. Get it right. There's souls at stake. Our kids and our children and our family members are going to hell. Don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Serve the church. Love the church. Love Jesus. Number three, I charge you not only to love Jesus, Brother Art, not only to love the church, but I charge you to love your families. Make available yourself to help them in every way necessary. A deacon means a servant. Be available to serve. Look for ways to serve. In Galatians 5.13, Paul said, But by love, serve one another. For the law is fulfilled in one accord, in one word, even in this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Brother Art, I'm praying for you. And I love you, and you've been such an inspiration to me, the life that you, you live and the, the testimonies that you give. But I want to charge you tonight to love Jesus, to love the church, and to love the families that you're given. How are you going to do it? Being full of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we love you tonight. I thank you for Brother Art. God, I pray that you'd encourage him, you would help him, and Lord, let us as a church family to love you more, to love one another more, and Father, to show that compassion that you desire we show. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Brother Guy, that was a wonderful charge. We appreciate that so much. When you're uh, talking about Brother Art, it is so easy to understand and realize that he is a servant of the Lord. Lord, after his wife had went on to be with the Lord, they were a team. His uh, former wife was. They, they did so many things. He lived in so many different places in, in their country and did so many things in Florida and uh, up north in Arizona. And the wisdom that he has is amazing. And I remember the first, the first time that the first time he visited our church, he and Miss Helen and introduced herself to him. He's uh, a missionary, and so was she, a missionary in Africa for many years. Is that working? Is it working? Text the one too. Okay. And they had been. Uh, they were looking for a church. Okay, we'll use this one. And they visited the other churches, but when they found out, they found this is where the Lord wants us. And he's preached several times. He taught during Bible school, is uh, the wisdom he has, and I'm preaching a challenge to the church. And I want to uh, tell you that we are in the midst of somebody that loves the Lord. He meets the requirements for sure. 
And then there's the sixth chapter of Acts. We're going to, Brother Gunn's already looked at that, but I want to look first of all at the reason that that we uh, choose deacons, the church does, because the Lord said so, obviously. And then we're going to look next at the rightness or the righteousness and the right characteristics. One of his favorite, one of Brother Art's favorite uh, statements is, do right. It's not hard to do right. You didn't realize that's what righteousness is? Righteousness is doing what God requires, demands, and pleases him. So the reason that we are doing this is because fulfilling the Lord's commandment. Huge ye. And you are the ones. You know, sometimes uh, pastors in different parts of the country, they may be the type that they choose the deacons. That's not what the Bible says. These apostles were probably much more capable of choosing the quality men, but that's what, not what God said to do. They were more qualified to do the choosing, but God says the people does the choosing. So when you do it that way, and then the problems are met. And the right characteristics, Brother Gunn's already mentioned those wonderfully, full of faith, full of Holy Ghost. Check, check, check. Wisdom. The challenge of the church is, in the appreciation of the church, you chose a person that meets these characteristics. I want to look briefly and lastly at the results. What happens when you do things for the right reason in the church and the right efforts has been made to do the choosing and you've done that? But look at Acts chapter 6. What he says in the results. Verse 5. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. It wasn't hard to get along with. And they chose Stephen a man full of faith and of a Holy Ghost. Then it lists his deacons. Whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. We're going to do that also. And the word of God increased, and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And Brother Art told us several times in several instances, it's easy to do right. In fact, if you know the word of God, it's much easier to do what he says than try to invent new ways of getting around it. It amazes me, and I'm sure it does you too, how people, instead of doing the right thing and having the righteousness of God, he clothes us with his righteousness. We don't have any of our own, but he imputes to us he gives us of his righteousness when we do the right thing. And when we do the right thing, as you have done, as this church did, it pleased the congregation. And look what he said again. And the word of God increased. What would it have done? It already had been disarray and it had been turmoil and it had been hurt feelings, on, on, on. And they realized, the apostles realized, the Holy Ghost doing it, that if you let this continue, things are going to be in disarray. 
So they did the right thing, and God's pleased when we do the right thing. The right thing for us as a church to do is respect the deacon. You know, it's quite hard. You know, Brother Art has a, a wife, and she's not in the best health, and neither is, is he. And deacons have families of their own. And now they have volunteered. I believe the Lord pushes them into volunteering and asks them to volunteer, and you choose them. And now they've got another 15 or 20 families on top of their family. They pray for you. And uh, they visit you and they call you. And then sometimes individuals, we're all so different. Have you ever noticed how different we are? Some families have a, a sickness or something and they don't tell anybody. Why? Because that's their business. They don't want to tell anybody. That's their business. I was born and reared in the South. Uh, he was born in Virginia. That's, that's the South. And as Southerners have a lot in common. We basically don't want anybody telling us what we have to do. It's okay if God tells us what to do, uh, but don't let some individual say, you've got to do that. You know, tell us what we ought to do, and we'll listen, and we'll follow. But you don't push us. We just don't push too good as as. Uh, uh, southern people, you know, I've told many people this. I was reared on a farm, wouldn't have tractors, we didn't have anything except uh, pitchforks and stuff like that. We had horses, and those horses had ropes, and you learn how to drive a horse and teach them the horse, uh, G and Ha and, and the ropes. And I did a lot with ropes. I want to be a cowboy, so I did a lot of lasso and stuff. But if you'd give me a rope and said, push this rope down the aisle, You'd be here next month, next year. You can't push a rope. And we people are like ropes. You can lead us and pull us. Don't jerk us. But you can gently pull us and get the job done. And that's what we, the congregation, do to our deacons. We, we respect them. We use them when we need them. We don't jerk them around and we don't tell them, this is a list you have to do, you must do this. No, God is our instructor. He put in their heart to serve. Uh, this is a challenge to us. And, and you know one of the hardest things in Pastor Law years, you know one of the hardest things to do in the Baptist church? One of the hardest things is find a deacon. True. Find a deacon that meets biblical characteristics we're told to meet. Brother Art does. They're scarce. Some churches don't have any, and we're blessed. And we appreciate and we challenge you to uh, pray for them, undergird them. Remember, they got families too, and they have needs. Many of them work. And Brother R is so faithful. And we want to be faithful, and we want to do what God says because the Bible just got through telling us the Word of God increased. When you do right, God adds his blessings, and the church increases. And we've all been around long enough to know everybody don't do right. I was telling Brother Art, we were telling each other a lot of things, and it's wonderful to see somebody following the Lord and follow them. But the truth is, in life, we see a lot of people doing wrong, and we make a judgment and say, don't do that. And I guess to be truthful, we probably learned as much in our life on watching people do it wrong, knowing that's wrong, and we reverse. It's pretty scarce 
find a lot of people doing right. Brother Art's favorite. Just do right. Not hard to do right, and it isn't. The flesh don't like any part of it. The flesh likes to do its thing. Do we pray enough? I don't. Uh, do we have enough burdens for people? I don't. That would be the right thing to do, but the flesh don't like that. And in fact, sometimes I'm reading and praying, and the Lord wakes me up at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning to pray and read and study, and I'll tell you something if you won't tell anybody. He gets me up, and I read a while, and I'm trying to read and pray and study, and I drift off to sleep. Are you like that? The flesh didn't want any part. Now, in the spirit, I appreciate him waking me up because just me and him and and just read it, and it gives you thoughts you've never seen before. I love it when you're obedient to the Word of God. My flesh don't like that. It doesn't. You see, my flesh is in the enmity against God. Don't do any part of it. But the Spirit of God, the one that lives within me, causes me and leads me. And that's the way all of us were, are, if you be honest about it. And Brother Art's right. It's not hard to do right if you Paul says every day I buffet my body to bring it under subjection. And when I first read that years ago, I said, Paul wrote most of the New Testament with the leadership of the Holy Ghost, and he had problems with the flesh. I have to buffet my body daily to bring it under subjection. Oh, wretched man that I am. The things I do, I would not do. The things I do not do, that I would do. Oh, wretched man that I am. If Paul had that problem in the flesh, I suppose you and I do too. But if we can buffet it, Paul taught us, it's easy to do right. God loves it when we do right. If we'll do right, I challenge every one of us to just do right, not only with our deacons, but every one of us should reach out to someone else too. Don't leave it all to the deacons because, and many of you are, I mean, Sandra has not been able to do a lot of things here lately, and and the church has reached out to us and tap, 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 and thank you, thank you. That's, I admire you for that. I appreciate you. And and it's easy to challenge a church that accepts the challenge. You're good people, not perfect yet. Neither am I. But if we just keep striving to do right and just do what God wants us to do, God will and has added his blessing through his precious, precious word. We're going to ask Brother Art this time to come and kneel right up here somewhere. Brother Art, come kneel. And those on the ordination council and others, if you were here, it doesn't matter. Uh, preachers, deacons, come around and going to pray with him. We're going to uh, lay our hands upon them as they did in the early church. If the musicians would come and play whatever God puts on your heart to be playing. And while we're praying, it's okay if you pray too. It's wonderful to know that we have a God that can hear millions of prayers. Could it be that we had a million people praying right now in this old world? Wouldn't that be great? Four of us pray that we're blessed it is. We appreciate Brother Art and Miss Helen, how the Lord led them here and they want to be used, and they are being used. You chose them. Thank you, thank you. It's all play. Precious Lord Jesus, we thank you for your servant. 
We thank your brother Art and his precious wife for his family. Father, he serves you all over this country. He's lived by faith. He's went this place to that place. Many times as he told us, not knowing financially how he would get there, but he knows you called him to go there. And you always provided a life of faith. Thank you for that. Thank you for bringing them to us as we learn from them. And Lord, as we lay our hands on, realize nothing holy about our hands, but in obedience to your word, we pray for him. We pray for the furtherance of the ministry through him by your leadership and for our church, for the needs that we all have. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for caring for us. Thank you, Father. We just live day by day. Give us the opportunity to serve you and open doors. Speak to your hearts, Father, and realize if you open doors, no man can close them. And if you close a door, nobody's going to open them. So, Father, would you open doors for us to go through and lead us through it? Because if you don't lead us, Father, we're going to be in the mess. Help us, Father every one of us to be servant of the Most High God. And we bless and praise your holy name with thanksgiving. In the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Art. And right before we leave, we're going to ask him to stand here. And if you, everybody's not shaking hands yet, and that's fine. It's still a lot of flu and stuff going on. But if you feel like it, you know, come by and and be praying for him. That's that's the main thing. We appreciate this card. We have a card to read. Church family, we appreciate all of the support and prayers 